It's July 25th, and the Yankees lost two games to the Rays and did so many roster moves in between. And it's, you know, it was like an unfun roller coaster, and we're going to recap it. Here we go. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. Recaps galore and weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. Coming off a dull series, so we really appreciate you guys tuning in. Sometimes the losses are not fun to talk about. I kind of don't want to talk about it because I'm so down. Yesterday I was so up. Now I'm so down. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and I have my co-host here, Jake, coming to you from Denver, transplanted Yankee fan. And this episode is brought to you by Daniel Cleary. I had a second grade teacher named Cleary. Hated her guts. Used to scratch the chalkboard to get the class's attention. Ugh! I hated her. Daniel, I hope that's not your grandmother. Adani Batista. I know Adani. Met him once. Very nice guy. Connor Armheim. Hey, that guy won an award in our last episode. I recognize that last name. Juan Pablo Calejo. That's a... Dude, some of the, the Spanish names are so fun. The Latino names, Latin names. Juan Pablo Calejo. That's a fun name to say. And David Pomerantz, who I think is um, Drew's brother, or Drew, hiding. Those They sponsored today's episode, so thank you to them. They are our most recent Patreon subscribers. If you want to subscribe to Patreons, $2 a month you get early access and video access to everything with some extras. And we've been doing some post-game chats for just the Patreon people only. You also get your name in a raffle at the end of every month for a free jersey from affordablejerseys.com. Jake, start talking. I'm sick of talking. You're garbage. <laughs> Bad opener. going to be honest with you. It's because you're hurt, though. I got all the info out. I know, but it, the, the the order was kind of weird. Like, if they're in new listeners wondering why you're just saying names for a little bit there. Well, they we always say who hosts the episode right away. Right. But I think you normally say some Patreon stuff before. You were just naming names for a little bit. Nuh-uh. I always say this episode uh-uh. brought to you by those are our most recent subscribers. You can subscribe. <laughs> oh, Dolphin on the show. Tough start. Da- now, I think your my- start is now tougher than mine. No, no, no. You're making yourself look like an idiot now. How how are you? We've been talking okay. every day. How are you? We've been talking a lot. A lot of like Yankee stuff. Yeah. Out, outside of all that, I I like I told you I played a little golf before the game this morning. And played played okay. New course. You know who likes golf? Luis Sessa. How about that? Aaron Hicks. All right, we have so much to talk about. Before we burn, let's see. We have to cover the Gary situation. We have to, yeah. the trade we will not talk about. We did a whole trade episode and a, Zach, a Brit- and a Zach Britton pod. So we don't have to talk about that. That's good. Gary, we have to talk about. Um, Tanaka's gem, Sessa, Boone, some of Boone's decisions. Um, there's a lot to talk about. Do you want to talk about one of those topics first, or do you want to burn and go into them as they come naturally? I think the the only thing we should say before... 
I don't know. We got Zach Britton. If you somehow missed that, (laughs) you're listening to Talking Yanks. Trade for Zach Britton. Yeah, I think a lot of the other stuff will come post-burn. All right, let's burn the first game. Can't wait to hear this one again. Mm. Are you ready? If you don't know what a burn is, Jake just burns through what happened with the game real quick so we all know, so everyone gets caught up. Everyone's on the same page. For some reason, I think we have a ton of new listeners today. I got to explain everything to them. See? I like that. I'm the smart one. Jake's the ugly one. Oh, okay. Wow. They need visuals. Yeah. Visual. I'll take picture it. Picture a smart guy. Nah, I, that is not what you what you no. at all. Zero. All right, you're up. Let's burn game Picture one. a young Billy Mays. That's, I mean, I like that, so thank you. I know. I'm not saying it as an insult. <laughs> you were him for Halloween one year. Sure was. It was the easiest. <laughs> so. I just put an OxyClean. I just scotch tapes an OxyClean to a blue shirt. Dyed my beard black. Blackbeard was good, man. Get get that picture out to the people. I was the captain of the Titanic the Halloween earlier. I dyed my beard white and just wore a captain's hat. Also good, good costume. Yeah. All right. You're up. Do you remember how we do this? Yeah. I put a minute on the clock. We don't. It's, yeah. it's fake. I don't actually have a clock. In you my just hand. sat back like you were about to take a nap. I kind of need one. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Burn of game one versus the Toronto. Ha! Ha! Oh, my God. Tough start. Versus the Tampa Bay Rays. Jake, are you ready? One minute ready. on the clock, officially, for real. Here we go. Three, two, one, burn. Game one at the Big Orange, Tropicana Field. Luis Severino versus Rays bullpen slash starter thing they've got going on. Let's go to the first. Jake Bowers scores from second on a pass ball. From Scores from second on a pass ball. Looked a little lazy by El Gary. Might talk more about that later. Top two, just do it. Andujar, RBI single, it's 1-1. Bottom five, Bowers again. A three-run homer off a of Seve? Seve doesn't do that. Tough. Yankees would rally, though. Stanton scores on a pass ball, followed by an RBI single from Gary. It's three to four Rays after six. Then another ugly Seve inning. Robertson home run. Sucre, RBI single. Duffy Fielder's choice ground out. Seven to three Rays. Ew. In the seventh, Didi RBI ground out. Stanton, a two RBI single. It's seven to six. All right, let's go. It's the ninth. Let's come back. Let's do this. We've been waiting for this. Guardian field single. Judge walk. Didi sacrifice. Bunt. Okay. Giancarlo intentional walk. Hicks fielder's choice grounds out to third. They came home with it. Bases hucked for El Gary. Have your comeback moment, Big Daddy. Oh, no. Grounds it to short. They flip to second. Hicks beats it. But they still throw it to first, and they get Gary by a couple steps. They show the replay. He's jogging down the line. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yankees lose 7-6. to six. No bueno. The tough, tough, tough end to a game there. I mean, yeah. So let's just talk about the Gary's whole situation. Now that we have some more light on it, um, I just listened to Brian Cashman's complete interview on it, and he said, and Boone's done a lot of it, so here's the the here's what they are telling us as the facts. Gary came back from the groin injury, which he suffered by dig, running out uh, a ground ball at the at the trap a couple weeks ago. After the game, Gary went into Boone's office. They talked about accountability and having to run and all that. Uh, had that conversation. However, went yelling, screaming. Probably, not, I would guess not. I don't think that's how. Uh, I don't think that's how they. I don't think that's how I don't think that's Boone's approach, and I don't think that's the best way 
you get Gary to react to respond, but we can get into that later. The facts are Gary said he feels tight in his leg. He didn't say he pulled something, didn't say he felt a pop. He just says, Yeah, it feels tight in my groin. So they sent him for an MRI, and the MRI showed that he has a strain. So that's like proof that he was is was injured. So he's on the DL. Now they say he's not going to be off the DL till the end of August. If that's true, so the reaction from everyone, Jake, and this is what we have to talk about is, do you buy that he's hurt, or is this punishment slash excuse to put him on the DL? That was a lot of people's first reaction, and that's warranted reaction. Like, oh, you're just covering up for him. You're just, like, hiding him from scrutiny, saying he was hurt. It's a built-in excuse. I think it's warranted as a fan that just watched that and being passionate. I think... But as, like, all the details come out, you kind of think, oh, okay, well, I don't think – I think he's actually hurt. But then you think, well, why'd he play? So there's – if if they were putting him on the deal as punishment, that would be really weird. That's not, that's not baseball. People get benched for not hustling in baseball. That happens a few times every year. And it's usually a game or two. And then you kind of – you apologize to the guys. You say, I'm sorry. You have to come back and show your worth. So, I mean, I think the problem here is that I think the correct answer that to everything that was going around the internet was, was Gary still hurt slash still banged up slash did he re-aggravate something a little bit? Yes. Should Gary have been running a little harder to first? Yes. Oh, yeah. Even if he was hurt, like even if Gary in the first inning was tight, that it like it doesn't if you're going to step into the batter's box, you have to run out potential game changing infield hits. There's times and, in place where, OK, let's be careful here because let's not like hurt ourselves big time in a first inning two out infield single infield like, you know, you know what I'm saying? You hit a hard ground ball right to the first baseman and you're kind of nicked up. You don't have to Pete Rose it to first base. But but in that position, the DL trip does not excuse the r- lack of running. And, and it doesn't – well, he didn't run because he was hurt. No, no, no. Gary didn't run because – he was sad he didn't win the game. Because he was sad he didn't win the game. He for sure thought there was an out at second, which I mean like our friend Greg said, I think anyone kind of dogs it to first there because like – they think it's a for sure out besides the people that run out of the gate hard every hard single knows, time. Yeah. And those people are who should be everybody. Right. Derek Jeter, you say all the time, it takes no talent to run hard. John Carlos Stan, A-Rod, Jeter, they all, Didi does it, they all sprint down the line and they're not speed guys. Like Gardner, Wade, Clint Frazier, those guys have to do it because they're speed guys. So, like, it, right. like, it's part of their game. But Jeter, A-Rod, Giancarlo, Judge, these are superstar slu- – no, Jeter's not a slugger, but you get what I'm saying. Like, and they ran hard, and it's so crazy that it's not every player in baseball. Like, when, when every coach – dude, it's five seconds of your time. It's five seconds of your time. And they're still professionals – that won't do it. Now I understand, like you said, there's you there's spots. Even Gardner won't finish out a run if it's like right. You do a little head down baseball run. Yes, it's, yes. It's a uh, oh, I hit a grounder right at the first baseman. He's right near the bag. I'm gonna put my head down. You do almost like the 
you do a fake cross in the road run a little bit. Like yeah. you're still moving, but you're not pushing it. It's everything's set in stone. Yes. Unless, unless the first baseman gets struck by lightning at that point. And there's like this, like, I like, do they think they're not cool? If like, it, do some people think running out every hit makes them not cool? Like Brandon Nimmo runs out hits by, hits by pitch and pitch, he's yeah. not cool, but that's the extreme. Right. right. You have, I mean, any, no one can excuse Gary for not running, not even an injury. Cause if he's, if he says, no, I didn't run cause I didn't want to re-aggravate my groin. No, man. In that moment, you didn't yeah. run because you were upset the game ended and you didn't think there was any chance and you and you like don't run a lot. It's a thing. And there's don't. just there's just one devastating step. Like he he does the head down and he's sad. And then he he kind of gets it going where we're talking about like the head down baseball run where his step that should have been his acceleration step, the step that like if there is an error, you're you're still going to be kind of on your normal time to first base. His what should have been his acceleration step was his like almost stop step. And you just feel like it just feels like a gut punch. It's it's, oh, it's one of so those moments. It's one of those moments as a fan that you have all those mean fan things just pour out through you where you're like, these guys get paid millions of dollars to play baseball. And you know what? I root hard for you. I, I buy tickets. I buy shirts. I buy jerseys. I go to the games. I tell my friends about you. And you can't even run out a damn ground ball that could have won the game. Never mind. He had the pass ball earlier in the game where he jogged to it, and that was the reason the run scored. And he's already got – I know you and I don't buy into it, but he's got a quote-unquote lazy reputation by some. And so – to to do that at the end of the game from where you started the game, I mean, it's just crushing. I, my, I, I've been hyping my tweets a lot lately, but in a three-hour game, Gary Sanchez had 10 seconds of laziness, and they were completely exploited, costing the, Yan- costing the Yankees like two runs, essentially. One for their scoreboard and giving the Rays a run. I don't even think it's laziness. What is laziness? I don't think that's the best word. I would rather just say stupidness. A little bit. Like, it's just stupid. He thinks there's no way that runner's going to run home and test this. So he doesn't – he thinks there's no point in trying to stop that. Like, it's just stupid. Yeah. And then he thinks there's no way this play is going to come down to me at first. So he doesn't run. And, yeah, it's lazy. But even worse, it's just kind of selfish and stupid. Yeah, it's just it's it's dumb. That shouldn't happen. Yeah, my problem is like selfish, stupid, bad, terrible. That's all of that. My problem is the the launching pad that fans are using this now, like trade Gary. Right. But like honestly, like I had someone like Instagramming me, like, "What do you think? We need to really trade him, right?" And I'm like, "No." Well, he's he's on the DL. They're not. They can't trade him. So throw that out the window. But. Anyway, I mean, no. Yeah, it's 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 the it's the perfect haters platform. Yeah, I mean, he got, it was completely exposed, completely exposed in a season where he's playing terrible. Yeah. So, but if uh, they did yeah. like a ten day DL and he came back after ten days, you'd be like, "Ooh, that was a little fishy." But if he's but if he's out through August, that sucks, man. Yeah, I mean, this I I I don't want to say this to you in a in a rude way because you're you're a very big Elgari fan. He's 
he's becoming an afterthought on this season. And he kind of has to be. I'm it's it's similar to Greg Bird level from last year, where hey, Austin Romine is gonna be the starting catcher for the next month. Unless they make a trade he, for someone. Yeah, I mean, I don't see that. That doesn't make sense. I agree with you. But um, I mean, Austin Romine's a guy who's appreciated in the clubhouse. I mean, Twitter went hysteria because he Austin Romine won the Heart and Hustle Award. That's how that's Gary funny. It's funny timing. I mean, yeah. It was I, I can't believe like some people actually think that was like a shot. Like they wrote it up. No, that award yeah. gets given out at that time and it just was like hilariously awkward timing. And it was it was hilarious. It, the same thing happened with Trey Turner on the Nationals, but it was just all him. He he got benched for not running not running balls out and he won the Heart and Hustle award. So I mean it's it happens. Um, I just think, like, again, I I was so excited if if you've listened to the trade podcast, thank you. I said something at the end that, like, I was Glaber was coming back today. I was so excited for the full encompassing Yankees lineup to be there. Guess what? Now with the Gary thing, they're just going to look around and say, hey, Austin Romine, you've been doing a great job this year. It's your job to run with for an absolute month. You're going to be the guy. Everyone, it's go time because it has to be go time. That's what I keep There's, saying. We're waiting for that. It's go time. It's I, the bubble. The bubble. They're waiting for the bubble to burst. I said. It's, I. It's a good thing and a bad thing because that bubble's about to pop, but it just hasn't, and that's why these past few games have been so exhausting. The Yankees outscored the Rays this series. They had runners on base in the ninth with the chance to win it both times, looking like they were gonna, and they couldn't. And it's just, it hurts. Yeah, it's miserable. I, I compared this part of the season to last year, this part of the season, um, when we were in Minnesota. On one of the trade episodes, I said this. And they Cash made that early trade before the deadline. I think it was, I think it was like a, a week before this. It was July 15th, 16th. And they lost the first game to Minnesota. In the middle of the second game, they traded away Clipper, got Frazier, D-Rob, Canely. They lost the third game against Minnesota. That's happened last year. So they lost the series, but they made the first trade, got momentum, they went on to Seattle and won three or four for the first time, uh, in like they won a series for the first time in a long time. That I hope that I hope this series versus the Rays, it, we will be saying the same thing about next year as we are last year because they went forty three and twenty six from that point on, and in August, I mean in September, they were unreal last year. So we need that. We need go time. We need to find our team, make the next move. Get a good stretch going. Maybe this Royals can catalyst it. Royals at home seems nice. And uh, have go time. But, I mean, we haven't won two in a row in a month, I don't think. it's It's been pretty pretty brutal. Besides the fun in between. Like, you're having our moments of fun, but there's still moments of brutality. And it's an even. It's an even. And we need it to be much more skewed into happiness. Ways. Yeah, and so this this I think this is a funny point, especially after talking about the whole hustle incident, is that baseball and I mean I think golf very much in the same way is those are sports that trying harder isn't is usually a bad thing. Like you need to you need to be very in control. You need to relaxed. know what you do. The more relaxed you are, th- the better you're pretty much gonna play. And that's Right now, they're doing the hard stuff, which is crazy. Like, they're getting the guys on base that they need to tie the game and win the game. 
and then they get to that moment and then you, you just feel you feel Yankees Twitter you feel the Yankees team you feel whoever's at bat they just know that like one of these hits is going to be what breaks the dam and lets all the water in and lets another Yankees 18 out of 19 win streak come along like they did earlier in the season so I just I think that's kind of where they're at yeah do we want to talk about the sack bun by Didi? I, I don't like it. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about it live. I was, I was like, all right, maybe. I don't know. Here's, here's the miss. It was that you left the base open for Giancarlo, who was four for four. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like normally, I know Sab- at Sabermetrics is against it. That was the only mistake, because if you get if you get runners on second and third with one out and you have the meat of your lineup coming up, again, you have, you have to go to your baseball gut sometime and say, hey, if there's a runner on third with one out, you better be able to get that run, whether sack fly, ground out to the right area, hit, whatever it is. And I get that. The problem is you took the bat out of Giancarlo's hands while you just took the bat out of Didi's hands. That's what so that's I don't a, like. That's a double no-no. Well, I, that's the double I liked no-no. it when, like, okay, have Neil lay it down. Because they're not going to walk Romine behind them. So that's when it makes sense to me. But when you're taking the bat out of two of your top hitters, your three and four, you just took the bat out of your three and four hitter. Yeah, and that's, yeah, exactly. I think the other thing that maybe Boone was thinking about was that he knew they were going to walk Giancarlo, but hasn't hasn't Hicks not grounded out into a double play this year? Well, or only, like one, that? only one. Only one? So maybe he was thinking that too, like, Worst case, like the odds of getting doubled up are almost impossible and they believed in what Hicks can do. I was kind of laughing to myself because in back of my head, I know it really doesn't mean something, but how good Chase and Shreve is with the bases loaded, his stats and how bad Hicks is with the bases loaded are just kind of like two weird areas of my brain meeting up and grabbing a beer and being like, ha, how about that? (laughs) All right, let's move on to game two, Tanaka Tuesday. Game two. <coughs> you ready? Yes, sir. Here we go. Tanaka Tuesday, three, two, one, burn. Game two, Yanni Chirinos on the bump for the Rays. And Yankee fans need to prescribe some medicine after Monday's madness. And Tanaka Tuesday it was. He was magnificent and a beautiful man. <laughs> Didi RBI ground out in the first. And spoiler that would be all Tanaka needed. Tanaka, the big story, a complete game shutout. Three hits, nine Ks. Showed a lot of emotion throughout the game. It was honestly awesome to watch. Romine had a pair of RBIs on a ground out and a sack fly. Disco Neal, bro, daddy, at an insurance RBI in the ninth. Yankees win 4 nothing. I mean, tanks the story. So much fun. That is the Tanaka I love. His first complete game since Boston last year, at the beginning of last year. Uh, second complete game shutout for a Yankees pitcher this year. Sevy did it versus the Astros back in May. Um, three hits, nine strikeouts. Is that what it was? Three hits, nine strikeouts. I think there was one walk. One inning of iffiness, uh, a lot of emotion, some double plays turned, a lot of smiling. A lot of- Tanaka got in on a double play. Walker, Walker at first to Didi to Tanaka. That was 
That was awesome. Three six one double play. And and I loved how mad he was at himself once he gave up his first hit of the game in the fifth inning. Oh yeah, so mad at himself. His job is to not give up any of those, and he gave up one of those, so he failed. Call he probably apologized. I can't understand his uh, tweets because I don't read Japanese, but he, I bet he apologized for the hits. Yes. Sorry about the you hits. Don't read, you don't read Japanese yet. I got hopefully I got a long life ahead of me. I, I think I'm pick up once I hit my sixties. I'll start picking up languages. Our mutual best friend Jeff Krause, he uh, when you're in his car, he leaves his like iTunes on random, and he has like a book on tape on German on there. So it'll be like, all right, that was that was a pretty good '80s rock song, and that was in German. I don't know what that was. It's on Japanese. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you get two and a half minutes on how to say a German phrase, so that's a real rush. What do you think is too old to learn a language? Do you think any 70-year-old has learned a new language before they died successfully? The oldest person to, like, completely learn a new language? Yeah, like yeah. Fluent? Fluent. Yeah, probably. I don't know. There's hardos out there now. Like, I, I'm picturing that, like, crazy old couple who, like, still do triathlons and stuff, and they're like, yeah, we, we decided we're going to get a timeshare in Greece, so we've, we've started to learn how to speak Greek. And you're just like, I'm dying. I think once you hit 60, you're out the new language game. I think I might already be out, dude. Oh, yeah. I've you got, and I, we're done. I have like a bad, bad American like mindset on that. Like, I think it's knowing like, like if I'm going somewhere, like I'd love to know a few key cool words and try to be able to piece something along with you. I, and I guess I kind of romanticize the game of like doing the hand signals and trying to figure out what words are. Charades. Donut. I want a donut. And they're just looking at you like, no, no. You don't need one. You're in Denver. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> All right, let's, let's go straight to game three because game two, it's Tanaka. Yeah, not. I'm trying to think, looking at the scorebook, if there's anything to really talk about. We, uh, Do we talk about what happens like offline during that game? The trade? No. Okay. We did a whole ep- solo episode on the trade. Yeah, it was just, it was funny that whole... We won a game. We made a trade for Britain. Emotions were running high, I guess. And then, I I and then that leads us into game three, game Wednesday, trips. 12 o'clock game in the trap, which was supposed to be Evaldi, which would have been nice just whoa, to face. Whoa, whoa, Okay. That's why we burn. All right. Man. Well, let's burn it. Sorry. Jeez. My apologies. Apologies, Dominus. Oh, my God. Hey, ugly guy. Sorry. Three, two, one, burn. Robber match. Louis Sessa versus Nathan Eva. Scratch that. Reverse it. Avaldi traded to the Sox before the game, so it'd be another bullpen day in St. Pete. Disco Neal doesn't care. Sack fly in the second opens up the scoring. It's one nothing Yanks. Sessa would look good until his one mistake. Two-run homer to Kiermaier. Oh, no. Holder comes in to relieve him. He gives up a solo shot to Kron. It's 3-1 Rays. Jump to the top of the eighth. It's rally time. Guardy walk, DD signal, G unit, Stanton with the sack fly. Three to two, Rays after eight. Bottom nine. Rays move their reliever, Sergio Romo, to third base to bring in the lefty Venters to face Bird. Venters gets Bird out. He's out. Romo goes from third, comes back into pitch. Now the Yankees get a little rally going. There is an Anduhar infield single. We end up with runners on first and second. Romine fouls one out to first. A nice play by Bauer sliding towards the stands. 
But we've got Guardy up. Make it a Guardy party. Full count. Fouls off a couple pitches. Ah! Swings that would have been ball four. Yankees lose three to two and lose the series two to one. Brutal. Man, brutal. Like I was, I was periscoping at the end, and I was, I was talking. I'm like, this is brutal. I need a hero moment to like to completely flip it around because I would have been through the roof just how low I I was. Still am. Um, just all singles in the trop. Shitty game. No home runs the whole series. Yeah, which I'd rather like those home runs back. I I I take the home runs back. Um. I don't know. Hot takes galore on Twitter. Get me out of the trap. Get me a, yeah. away from bullpen day. Just I just get me away from uh, flash on the broadcast. I just it's <laughs> it's so bland, boring, m- miserable. I hate that place. We don't go back there till September. It's actually the second to last series of the season is four game set in Tampa Bay, which is so far away. But I just looked at that and I was like, oh no, Cougars don't play good there. It really the I I don't like to give you any kudos. the The right word is exhausting. Like Monday was just physically and mentally exhausting. If if you're a Yankees fan, if you're a Gary lover, if you're a Gary hater, like it's it was exhausting on all fronts. The next day, Tanaka complete game shutout. Like such beautiful energy. They do the Britain trade. Like Yankees are back, and then today, like it's just the same thing again. Like. Ninth inning, runners on base. We're gonna do this. We're we're the Yankees, and then no dice, and it's just like, uh, G- Jesus, yeah, yeah, man, it's exhausting, and uh, I'm excited for the ride. Like I, before this game started, I was still high on the trade, uh, and okay, let's go, let's go, let's pedal the metal, let's get going. And that's what's insane. If we won this, the burble, the bubble burst. Yeah, and I'd be saying right now we're gonna win eighteen out of nineteen. We're about to go nut job. Yeah, I agree. And now I feel like that's got to be the feeling in like the dugout too, where it's like we're right there, like it's going to happen. But what's what's the trigger? Like what's the trigger moment? You know, Britain walks into the clubhouse naked and says, "Let's fucking go." <laughs> All right, bitches, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Uh, okay, dude. Put some clothes on. We wear clothes here. <laughs> this, is, this is not well. Johnny Damon. Johnny Damon. Giambi used to wear Johnny Damon's naked all the time. Giambi wore thong all the time. He played under Buck Showalter, whose name is Buck, because he walked around Buck naked all the time in the minors. So maybe, maybe he is a naked clubhouse guy. Maybe. Uh, hey, rumor mill. Zach Britton, potential naked clubhouse guy. Jake was a naked college dorm guy. Yeah, I'm not shy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get into awards. This is the final segment of the show. You remember Naked Week? Yeah, I remember Naked Week. I I just remember that. It just consisted of Jake being naked in the dorms. For a week. Okay, let's get into it. Like a long weekend. Let's get into awards, though. Awards. If you're a, a, one of the many new listeners, I've decided is tuning into the Rays Bad Series Recap. Awards is when we give out awards. Simple as that. We give out Pride of the Yankees. We give out Yankee Motherfucker, and then we each get two regular old awards to give out. Jake gets to go first this week because I got to go first last week. So happy. So Jake, who are you taking? You know, I'm. I don't know. 
if there's an easy one to take. Um, My pride of the Yankees was born November 1st, 1988 in Hyogo, Japan. 6'3", of Twisted Steel and Sex Appeal, Masahiro Tanaka. He lowered his ERA with that start to 409. His win-loss record, which some people still value, is 8-2. His whip's down to 1.06. And I think, obviously, complete game shutout is an incredible start when, whenever that happens. Hot take. I, the biggest thing that... All these, we, we've been talking trade rumors and, you know, people were yelling about Madison Bumgarner throughout the year. If the Yankees could somehow land Jacob deGrom, that's a total game changer that changes, like, everything going forward for the season. The odds of that are very slim. There's no other pitchers on the market that the Yankees could possibly go out and get that can do what Masahiro Tanaka can do. We saw it in the postseason. You and me have been pretty adamant about it that – like it's more important to get Massa pitching good games, and it's not like he's been pitching awful. He's just been he's been given too many gopher balls, and he he looked great. Hopefully, maybe second half Tanaka becomes a thing after what he did last year, but um, he looks great, man, and it's it's awesome to watch, awesome to watch when he's doing it. He's like the most him and. Robertson, I think, are and are most gifable players. Maybe CC too, but Tanaka's up there, man. He shows emotion in funny ways. Um, Meredith Morakovich asked him, like, "You're showing a lot of emotion. Is that all you got?" And he was just like laughing pretty hard. He's like, "I think there's some more emotion in there." Um, okay, so yeah, I wasn't even gonna give it to Tanaka. Obviously, I hate the guy. Right, it wasn't gonna be my pride. I think you were though. You think I should double down? Such a soft move. No, but sure. I'm not doubling down because there's another guy that deserves it. Okay. My pride of the Yankees, this show, this series is Miguel Andujar. Ooh, that dude. That dude Andujar. He has five multi-hit games since coming back from the All-Star break. Two hits, three hits, two hits, two hits, two hits. In the month of July... He's hitting 338 with a 400 on base percentage, 841 OPS, 23 hits in, I think, 18 games. That's more than before that. We were like, he goes two weeks on, two weeks off, but the two weeks on are chock full of doubles. Um, been a month now of Andy Har just violently roping the balls, and he seems to be coming out the gates here for us, hitting, hitting shit which is good. Uh, so Andor gets some love. Was that hitting shit? Yeah, just hitting shit all over the place. Yeah, he's up, he's up to 294, 328 OBP with, uh, <laughs> with that violent swing, which is, which is pretty impressive. The OBP is climbing, right? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it, it's not insane. I, I think he's, it's going to be... It's it's going to be like similar to Didi. It's going to be 30, 40 points better. It, Although Didi's improved it a little more. It but. got to his OBP at one point on the season got up to 338. Um if he could get it is, back up there, that would be like really nice. I I wouldn't believe myself if I was saying it if the guys in the booth weren't saying it, but he really does have like a good control of the strike zone. It's just homies up there to swing and hit. Yeah. Like it's it's not like 
Like, I don't think there's pitchers see Andujar and there's like a light bulb that goes off, like, oh, throw it in the dirt. This guy will swing at anything. Like, no, he just, <laughs> he's, he's, he's not getting cheated up there, Jim. There was a point, I think, where they did do that. And then he changed his approach a little more. He got a little more. But you're right. He sees the ball. He fouls off balls. So he like can stay alive. But he just he doesn't like walking. Likes hits. Uh, he's my pride of the Yankees. He deserves it. Uh, Yankee motherfucker, you get to go first. Oh, man. I mean, what are we really doing? It's Gary. Both Gary, right? We'll, we'll just, yeah, let's, let's just do it. We already talked um, about it. We don't need to talk about it anymore. Well, uh, some people want to hear a little more. I'll, I'll just give my, my final statement. You, you, you done did bad. Anyone that's defended you got a lot of egg and poop on their face in the past couple days. When you come back, man, I, I don't give a shit if you're getting out still. Like you just can't, can't do any of that mentally and like mentally brain wise and heart wise. Like you just have to give it Gary. And if he does that, he's so talented that all the other stuff will be totally fine. But like, you just, you just can't put yourself in any position to get potentially exposed like that again. Got to come out running to the gates. The other stuff is good. I, 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 I hope it's, we don't, he doesn't miss all of August. That'll suck. We'll see. And man, Hey, we also, if, if we're going to give out a side MF or if Gary truly was like 80% or whatever percent he was ready to go, I don't know if he should have been playing in the trap where he got hurt. I don't get, I, I don't get this. Like, I, I guess you rehab a guy, you do the MRI, it's hurt. Right. And then you rehab him. Before you're like, okay, you can start activities. Do you do another MRI to make sure it comes up clean? Maybe. Because I I don't think they do, but maybe it would have been helpful to know if he still had a little tear before the game. And that's the thing where all you don't know where the BS begins because they said, you know, he he re-aggravated on a pass ball in the first or something. Well, the pass ball. Right, which then like that raises more red flags. Like, uh, even if he had a shredded groin there, he can move a little better than that, Gary. Well, the, so. There's no way they he misses like a lot of time or any time at all if he's not actually hurt. Right. That's right. which that's and I mean that's the point. Um but he was he was playing throughout that game that hurt, so that's I mean, there's a little bit on like the organization. If 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 there's a high chance of this, did we really need Gary Sanchez playing in the trap this opening series? Could we have rested him a few more games? I don't know. We we have to ask these questions now. So MFers done. Yep. All right. Your first regular old award is my first regular old award. Did I say who sponsors these awards? AffordableJerseys.com. Only place you can get Yankee jerseys on the internet for under $100 that don't have a name on the back that come from a majestic manufacturer in Pennsylvania. No names on the back. Yankee jerseys. Home. Away. 90-something dollars. Great time to bring it up. The Rays were trolling the Yankees because people were wearing jerseys with names on their back, and that's like the known Yankees thing. And then it was, I was, I mean, my big thing is like, well, hey, Tampa Bay, you have the names on the back of your jerseys. So what are you guys really doing? Well, but 
but they're trolling Yankees like because Yankee fans always make fun of other Yankee fans like we do. Right. So they're doing it. They're coming from the same place we are. Like kind of, but it's like you're making – at the end of the day, you're making fun of fans for wearing jerseys with names on the back, but your team has names on the back of the jerseys. There's – Yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I know what you're saying, but you know what I'm saying. Have you ever – seen like a professional baseball account do something like that and thought, Oh, that was cool. Not really. I, 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 everyone always tweets at me like, ha ha Yankees, Twitter savage. No dude, just fucking give me the highlights, the scores and the movements and don't make any corny jokes. See what, but I think I'm an old curmudgeon there. Yeah. And at one out of a hundred are good. They, they do something silly like that. Like, oh, like, I know it's popular at the NBA game fan, NBA game fans. At the NBA games, if the Warriors are on the road, they'll show a fan in the stands that'll be like, Warriors fan as of three weeks ago. Like, stuff like that, just because it's like bandwagon stuff. But I think the part where you're never going to love that is like, humor wise, they have to like play in between the lines. Like, they do something super safe. they They do something not safe and it goes the wrong way, then the world blows up on them. They lose their job, and you're yeah. slime. It's, I've never, I've never seen uh, MLB Twitter account do something and not, and people love it. And I'm not like that. Just lame. Just tell me the score. Whatever. I'm cranky today because the the Yankees lost. But what's your, who's your first regular old award? My first regular old award is going to be the Stay Healthy Award. Glibber. Wrong. Romine. Austin Romine. Um, shout out to Romine again. His, I know he's come back down to earth a little bit, but he's still like 270, 330 OBP, which will absolutely take from him. And like I mentioned with the lineup coming back together for a month, Romine, if you hit cool, dude, <laughs> almost don't care again. Cause we've got like the other eight guys in place, ready to go. Romine, you have to stay healthy. You have to manage the pitchers. You have to manage the run game when people are on base. I don't think Higashioka is a major league defensive catcher. I think he's borderline a major league offensive catcher <laughs> after after his start. Man, and here's the thing. What if, you know, all these JT Real Muto fake rumors on the internet and all that stuff? I mean, I wouldn't be shocked – Cashman might do a small move to get like a third catcher because shoot after the trade deadline, then you could be in a real bad spot real quick. If Romine gets hurt and now you've got Higgy and Blank catching, well, it was exactly like when Roma when Gary got suspended that he got uh, Kratz last year, yeah, because of this. So I maybe that's uh, something to look out for. The Yankees getting a. Uh, a traditional MLB backup catcher somewhere into the organization before the trade deadline. But man, if, if Romine gets nicked up after August one, that's, that's going to be a hole on this team, which other teams can expose. Um, so it, in Romine's last two games, he has four RBIs and three of them came on outs. So he's just like, get in scoring position. I'll make a fantastic out. He's the fallen warrior. man. Yeah. I, I will fall on the sword for this team. Yeah. Um, and, hey, at the same time, I know that was a little – that's a little degrading to what Austin Romine has done this year. Hey, Austin Romine, I've, I've been half – it started as a joke in May that 
I was talking about you being a starting NL catcher next year. Us and Romine, if you put a, if you can put a good month of baseball together, you're you're going to be in a platoon or a starting catcher next year. So knock knock yourself out, dude. All right, my first regular old award is the Tough Award. Tough, Phil Nevin. He is tough. Skipped over a nice gra- uh, hard ball that Giancarlo hit his way. Tough as nails. No, it goes to Luis Sessa. Sessa, your dude. If if anyone would have asked, hey, Sessa's going to go five and a third, two earned runs, will you take it? We'd all say, yep, yes, we would. Yeah. But the fashion in which it happened and the complete lack of run support, he doesn't get the win. He doesn't get any love. If the Yankees had scored four runs, right? what? Yankees put up a seven spot today. We're like, yo, Luis Sessa. Sessa. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> they score four runs, and it's four to two, and we win. Sessa four went five and a third. He was dealing. He only allowed up four hits. So up until the point, it was five innings. He only allowed up three hits. They had Kiermaier up, who's like a 187 batting average, and no other stats are good offensively for him either. I, I totally understood Boone rolling the dice there. Pitch selection was kind of bad. He threw like a uh, not a, his best pitch to Kiermaier, but he gives up the two-run home run, loses the lead. And now it's, uh, yeah, well, it was Sessa. What do you expect? And it's like, well, he did pitch good. Um, Two decent outings in a row for him. But with the trade deadline looming and, like, I don't, I don't, I think he might get another start unless a move happens. But tough break for Sessa. Comes out, pitches good, gets no support, no help, and whatever. Yeah, your boy, uh. Your boy Sessa has a 3-1 ERA this year, which is is kind of funny for how much junk we kind of give him. Yeah, it's you you wonder if like a mini light bulb's gone out for him. It's not like he's striking people out at a rate where you're like, whoa, he's he's definitely They said he made an adjustment with Larry. Yeah, (laughs) everyone makes an adjustment. You're in a slump, you make an adjustment. You start playing better, you've made an adjustment. Everyone's made an adjustment, but... Charlie Morton made the biggest adjustment of all. He started throwing harder. Yeah, he's future steroids. But, yeah, dude. Uh, hey, cool, Sessa. It'll be interesting to see what value are to this team or another team as the season goes. You know, you we, we've given you a lot of junk. Keep, keep twirling it, man. All right, who you got? My last regular old award. I'm between... I'm between two guys. <laughs> My dream. Um, whoa. Oh, hey, man. That's a joke right there. Uh, let's go the... Uh, you know what? <laughs> let's give the Disco's Not Dead award. I was thinking about giving him an award, but I, was not, I wasn't going to call it Disco's Not Dead. I was going to call it just go, stop. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, 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 it's going to be an emotional roller coaster, however it ends. Disco Neal got what? Two starts this series? He went three for six, one run, two RBIs, couple walks. I wouldn't have pinch hit him for Hicks. Pinch hit Hicks for him at the end there. Yeah, and that's um and I I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna go down my my Hicks wormhole. But hey, Neil Walker looked serviceable, more than serviceable, which is kind of all we've been asking from him. And uh, you know, any any chance I get to bring up Neil. I'm, I'm gonna do it. He's the biggest. I was gonna, he's the biggest roller coaster player this year. I was gonna give like a half-assed 
award to Zach Britton, but then I was like, ah, I don't really. Care. I thought about doing that. Like, great start. You made us happy, yeah. but I was like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, okay. You ready for mine? We got yeah. Uh, my award goes to your good baseball player award. Come on. Who do you think gets? Giancarlo. Giancarlo Stan. Yeah. I was hoping you were going to give him one. Yeah, 359 batting average month of July, 400 on base percentage. He was 9 for 9 at one point at the Trop, and then 4 for 4 in that game. In this series, he batted 455, 5 for 11 with a 538 on base percentage, two runs, three RBIs. Sack fly there at the end, which I really wish wish was a home run instead of a sack fly. Would have tied the game instead of making us one one run closer to tying the game. But uh, Stan's been on fire, man. Uh, he's he is. I mean, if you take out his uh, March slash April, right, and you do every other right. month, three hundred four batting average, three sixty six on base percentage, nine one nine OPS. 18 home runs in 70 games, 44 RBIs, and he's going to end the year with good stats. Yeah. Because he's because he's, he's a good baseball player, and that's why he won the You're a Good Baseball Player Award. 283, 349, 23 homers. He's he's up to his full billing. Uh, Glibber's back. Birdie's kind of being Greg Bird at this point. It's <laughs> all, all of it's there. It's just not resulting in, like, the 8 out of 10 wins. Yeah. And like Yankees Yankees Nation can't live with that right now. Um in A an annoying way because of Twitter, but in B a serious way cuz the Sox are winning a lot of games. Yeah. Bird's been good, looking good lately. He's got in in the month in his month of July. So Bird and Duar Stan are having good Julys. Bird's July 342 on base percentage, 819 OPS. 270 batting average which isn't even bad. It's pretty good for Bird. He's been hitting the ball, and it's even better if you cut it down later, but dry. So, uh, Glaber's back. That's nice. Gary's gone. We still need go time. We're still waiting on trade. You and I are on call, basically. Uh, yeah. If if there will be something, we will come out with an emergency pot. That's just how we do it. I like it. It's fun. Today is our most downloaded day in the history of the podcast because trade season and all that stuff, so I – Thank you to everyone who has been listening, downloading. That's really nice. We have anything else? Oh, you know what? We didn't talk about Jake Sevy. Um, yeah, man. And because he got outshadowed by Gary. So even on this yeah. show, we did it. His slider. So you know what's funny about that whole performance? I was saying, dude, Sevy's slider, he's throwing it for a called strike, not a swinging strike. That's different. You were saying, dude, Sevy's throwing his change up more, which. It looked like, and then Katie Sharp said the stats weren't there. Yeah, but I, I almost, you know, I don't like doing things. I almost rewatch stuff just because, like, I was like, no, I've definitely seen more than six changeups through these first seventy-one pitches. I saw in a bat with three changeups. It was in that bat with at least two. But then other people were tweeting his velocity, his average velocity's down, and Katie Sharp said, nope, his average velocity is ninety-seven point seven, which is his average for the season. So. Everyone couldn't put their finger on what was different, but it even though he was dominating until he wasn't because he had like four or five innings where he was decent, it felt like this isn't Sevy though. Something's different. I think his slider was a cement mixer. It was not breaking hard, so he was relying on the other pitches. 
I think he was kind of locating, but the slider wasn't moving. Uh, a couple games ago, we thought he was getting his tips stolen or pi- picked up. But now, I don't know, three in a row and just isn't there. Like, what do you, you just hope the slider comes back? Yeah, I, I threw up like a fake yellow flag last episode because I was like, two back-to-back starts. He's given up homers, kind of weird. Um, yeah, now the yellow flag's up a little bit. Uh, next start for Seve's going to be really big. Um, it's going to be what, what, what kind of stuff does he have? And now the, the big thing, and again, knock on wood, hopefully it's just fluky, uh, the homers. He's given up, what, like six homers in three starts, and he'd only given up three. six homers throughout, or three homers before that in the whole season. So uh, that's, a, that, yeah, serious, serious warning flag. At the same time, it's a long season. A lot of pitchers, even the best, go through through little tough stretches hopefully it's just that he'll uh (laughs) if he has a bad start or if he has good a good start they're gonna say he found something from larry rothschild and they're working on it yeah just because that's what you or pedro can tell him to change the positioning of his hands again and all of twitter can say no pedro gets credit for sevy you ever you ever ever hear hear the actual story pedro told him to move his hands because like when he comes set he was leaving a gap where the pitcher could see his bare hand before he released the ball. So batter, yeah. Pedro, the uh, batter, yeah. So Pedro told him to move his glove. But according to Twitter, Pedro, like, was his lifetime pitching coach. Completely fixed him. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's the little things, Jim. All right. So ne- Sevy's next start is against the Royals because we play four. I'm trying to see. He went, ooh, six innings, eight hits, three earned runs versus the Royals earlier in the season. So let's see if he can, uh, I don't know, mirror that and we're happy he's on the right track or just dominate and we're happy as well. Because we'll never be Royals. Yeah, man. I, you and me have been bad about discussing the upcoming series. Well, we just talked for we too long. run long and there's a lot of stuff. Hey, man, Sonny Gray, game one. He's had two pretty solid starts. It's at the stadium again. Three in a row for Sonny Gray would be pretty huge and his best game of the um, series best game of the season is versus the royals eight innings pitched one earned run four hits and only 92 pitches uh versus the royals back in may when everyone was just hitting like moon shots that landed at the warning track and we hit like eight home runs so yeah so dude gray sabathia sevi tanaka is what they have it listed as right now yep. cc got lit up so, by the royals yeah i mean i i don't I don't love that because a lot of different circumstances go into different things. But, hey, four games with our current top four pitchers on the hill against Kansas City at home, I mean, it's got to be at least three out of four. These are whose Kansas City Royals probables are as of right now. Jacob Junis, who I know he's having a decent year. I think he just came off the DL, though. Brad Keller, never heard of Junis. Junis is 5-10 and 10 with a 5.03 ERA. Uh, so, so he started not- out strong, but he's not doing good anymore. At one point, he was having a good year. Sure. Uh, Brad Keller, never heard of him. Heath Filmwire, never heard of him. And Birch Smith, never heard of him. Oh, dude. Birch Smith looks like an (laughs) ex. (laughs) He looks like an ex pastor who got outed as like a bad guy, turned homeless, walked the city, the highway of America, and then found his way onto the Royals. Like he, he was mad at the good Lord and like threw a cross 
and there was like a like there was a speed trap set up and he threw that cross and the speed trap said 97 and Birch Smith was like okay it's now I must pitch for the people Birch Smith has an uncle who stands outside a train station screaming at people that if they don't love Jesus they're going to hell <laughs> Sometimes we don't know where the show ends and starts, <laughs> but it's usually Birch Smith. I mean, but, dude. Yeah, yeah. Google Google image Birch Smith because that's tough. I'm gonna send you. Smith. I'm gonna send you right now a a picture of Birch Smith in his Royals uniform, and you tell me that this isn't. I'm gonna do it real quick so listeners can get, get your reaction. You tell me this isn't a guy with just a guilty past. I just sent it to you. <laughs> that guy he's done, he's done something wrong he's done something wrong he's he's, he's hoping wrong. the picture doesn't get out to the public and because he knows someone's gonna spot him oh i know Bert smith yeah tough i hope we i hope we light him up for all that's good four games against the royals our best four pitchers it's it's kind of go time and then hey orioles after that 31st i'll be at the stadium Buy me a beer. Buy me 10 beers. Buy him 10 beers. I have to drive, so buy me maybe two. Two. Yeah. We can make Luke drive, intern Luke. But Oh, yeah, that's true. But I don't know if we want to do that. All right, thank you very much for listening. If you haven't heard the trade reaction to Britain, go check that out. If you haven't heard just our trade talks in general, we did that before the Britain trade. Go check that out. Thank you guys very much for listening, downloading. Like I said, we just broke a record for most downloads in one day. So if you were a part of that, and if you're listening, you were, uh, thank you very much. We really appreciate the support. You guys are awesome. Let's turn this ship around. We have no say in the matter. Let's just hope the Yankees players do it for us. We'll have some more fun. Thank you very much. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees.